What's up, everybody out there? Welcome to episode 62 of the PlayStation Report. I am Frank, alongside, as always, Tyler, my beautiful boy, my, my little boy. I love him. It's me. Yeah, that's you. How you doing, girl? I'm okay. I'm okay. It's been a week. How about you? Dude, it's been a roller coaster of a week, man. It really has Shit been. happening, man. Yep. R.I.P. Chris Cornell. Yes. Yeah. That that makes me very sad. Chris Cornell's Soundgarden audio slave. Mm. And Maybe Temple of the Dog. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That turns out he hung himself. Yeah. That's um. Yeah. That's grim. Yeah. Very grim. Very start grim. starting oh, yeah. starting off right right at the top this week. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, Shit. all those grunge bands from the early '90s were some of the earliest bands that I got into in terms of music. And almost all the original singers are dead mm. in a lot of those bands. Yeah, either from drug overdose or suicide. Yeah, the, it was it so. was a time, man. It was a time that they were in, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. Anyways, let's 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 move on from that, Tyler. Let let let's 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 get back into into let's let's actually talk about a little bit of positive news on on my yeah. side here. Let's let's talk about some things to distract us from not great things in life. What's I got, got a free pair of pants just from bitching on. Well, not even bitching on Twitter, just sharing something that happened on Twitter. I saw that tweet, like, a couple <laughs> days after or whatever. I can't believe that actually... So they actually gave you a free pair of pants. Yeah, it's coming next like, week. they followed up. Yep, yep. Uh, let, let's. I'll give, I'll give you all the story here. Um, so I tweeted, I think it was, like, Tuesday or something. It was either Monday or Tuesday. I tweeted, I spilled coffee on my pants, which is the truth. I spilled coffee on my pants, and I decided, decided to tweet that. And then later that day, at... 4:20 local time. Mm. They uh they t- reply tweet me this this random pants company um Hagar or Hagar I've never heard their brand said, but they tweet at me and they're like yo, sucks that you spilled coffee. DM us and we'll get you a free pair of pants. So I I, I look into all right first before I even jump into those DMs I look at their the Twitter account I look at their site, they seem legit. So I DM'd them. They gave me a coupon code. I went and got myself a free pair of dress pants coming in next week. Wow. You know, life just really doesn't make sense sometimes. And that is one of those moments where it really, really doesn't make sense. I don't even know how they found you because it's not like you used, like you didn't use a hashtag or anything. No, I didn't use a hashtag or anything. I wrote the sentence, I spilled coffee on my pants and tweeted it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing, dude. That is really, really good. Mm. Wait, maybe you should just tweet about things like that more often. I should. That's people ask me why I tweet. And you know, that's that's a good reason to tweet because even if there's a little chance out there that you might get something, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to make it clear, I don't enter giveaways or shit. I don't fucking go go out there and enter sweepstakes and shit and share that shit on social media or any of that. I just happened to get lucky today that this yeah. week. 
Wow. That, that's crazy. I wonder if they do that often. I don't and if know. so, is that a is that a smart business move? <laughs> it's always give away your pants. I don't know. Maybe their hope is that next time you need pants, you'll come back to them because they, they were so nice. They look like you. nice pants. Yeah, we'll see when they come in next week. Hopefully, they're good, legit pants. Yeah, I need I need report. to up my pants game. I only really have jeans and a pair of golf pants. Mm. I have all kinds of pants. I need pants. Mm. Eat those dress pants. I have nice jeans. Oh, I do have some cargo pants, like some some like combat like pants, like mm. that mm. made out of some super durable material. I have some of those, but I usually wear those in little costume. I usually wear around when I want to go incognito. Mm. Got you. Mm. Pants can be can be uh, all right. I like pants. Yeah. Then there's times where, you know, when you don't have your pants on, it's like the most relieving feeling in the world. Yeah, it is. It is it is relieving, but I prefer, if I'm out in public, to be wearing pants. Yeah, most people do, for sure. There's some people that don't give a shit. I mean, there are some people who wear very little. Yeah. Mm. Yes. And some of those people that wear very little should not be wearing very little. Yes, their their body you know, shape the is world. not necessarily the kind of shape I want to see when I'm walking on the street. I agree. Or driving in the city. It's just, nope, 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 yep. nope, nope. Yep, I agree. Mm. Well, it's enough about my week. Anything notable for you? You went to that concert, that Metallica concert. Tell us I about did. that. Yeah, I went and saw Metallica and Volbeat in Philly. At mm. the Link, Lincoln Financial Field, mm. Philadelphia Eagles Stadium. I've never been there before, but what a monstrosity of a fucking place. Like, my God, I, I'm pretty sure we probably walked a collective three or four miles until we got to our seats between walking a good distance from our parking lot to the venue and then up and down like 40,000 sets of stairs and ramps. Anyways, um, Avenged Sevenfold was going to play too, but uh, I guess having a baby is an important thing mm. to some people. I can imagine. So their guitar player, who is a very important part, their lead guitar player, Sinister Gates, they call him, uh, is a very important part to the band. So he had his wife went into labor like uh, earlier than expected. So he flew home, so they didn't play. So it's just Metallica and Volbeat, but I mean, I was there for Metallica anyways, but uh, I mean, it was, it was great. There was a DJ there. His name was Mixmaster Mike. Mm. And, you know, I felt so bad for the guy because there's, you know, tens of thousands of people there. Mm -hmm. It's a football stadium. And there was pro there was not one person that gave a flying fuck about what he was doing. And he, so he was a DJ. So he was taking like popular rock and metal songs and mixing them together and doing the hip hop DJ stuff to them. And that's fine. It can be cool sometimes, but absolutely the wrong crowd for that. When mm. you have a lot of older people there that just don't want their shit fucked with at all mm -hmm. like that, they're not into that. And in two, it was kind of like a drummer with no, no rhythm. Or someone was playing your favorite song and just constantly kept hitting uh, the pause button at really, really bad times. Like, that's kind of 
hmm. when he was gone. Not he kind great. of just got thrown in there, didn't he? Yeah, sort of. And, and I don't know if he was supposed to play twice. So he played before Volbeat, and then he played before Metallica. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he was supposed to do the second set there. But I mean, whatever. And uh, I mean, Volbeat was fine. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of them. And if you don't understand, if you don't know Volbeat at all. Like they can be pretty painful to sit through live because you absolutely cannot understand their singer at all because mm, I think mm-hmm. he's from Ireland, I believe he has a he has an accent to him for sure. Uh, not that they're an awful band, they're just not my thing. But Metallica was great. If you ever get a chance, and you even even you know you don't you you're not Metallica's not your favorite band, but you still enjoy them. I still think it's worth it seeing Metallica, man. That that. It's my second time seeing them, and that was a spectacle. I mean, mm. the amount of pyro they had, fireworks at the end of the show, like it was the 4th of July, just crazy shit. Their stage had just five absolutely ginormous screens on it. I mean, it, it was crazy. The amount of time and crew it probably took to set that stuff up is just immaculate mm. to, to watch. But, I mean, they were fantastic. Lots of energy. They... For being as old as they are now, well into their 50s, and still playing, you know, a lot of their older stuff, which is really, really fast and, and all that stuff, it, they still, on, on a show, we, at the end, we ended up walking by their trucks, and I'm pretty sure they had, like, 15 tractor trailers <laughs> that they wow. shoved their shit, shit in, and they go from city to city. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be like, some convoy. Yeah, I, I was blown away. I mean, they, they put on a fantastic show. They, they're highly entertaining live for sure, and they sounded great. Um, we got there really early, and this is unrelated to PlayStation, but it's still fucking cool. We got there like an hour or hour and a half early, and me and uh, our buddy Keith were just sitting there, and we're like, Let's start drinking beer and let's play Mario Kart. So we whipped out Mario Kart, just sat it on my dash and was playing Mario Kart, drinking beer. Mm. It was great. It was great. It's such when you finally do that with the Switch, my God, I, I can't even begin to explain how good that feels to, to do something like that. Like you're just playing a game of that quality, just wherever the hell you want. It doesn't even matter. It was awesome. Mm. He Fine. He, <laughs> our buddy Keith is like the best average player of Mario Kart <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Like he's not awful, but he's consistently towards the top. He gets screwed out a lot Mario Kart style. He never ever ends up winning the Grand Prix like in full. He's only won one in the past two games out of maybe a hundred that we played. Mm. He absolutely destroyed me. And oh, it was in, 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 you know, it was, it was just funny. Cause he won three out of four races and then, uh, we played later again, but this time on a TV and he's like, let's just set it up in handheld mode and give me some alcohol and I guarantee you I'll start winning again. But we didn't do that, but yeah, mm. just want to throw it out there. It's great. If you got to switch, do that. It's fun. I'm going to give you a chance to redeem yourself. What PlayStation games did you play this week? Yeah, I've been playing some shit, uh, some nice shit, actually. Um, I finished Bioshock 2, which was great. Mm. Uh, 
doesn't really have the big twist and turns that the other games have had, but it's still a blast to play through. So finish that. Um, I finished Resident Evil 7. Oh, yeah, you've been playing that with Keith, haven't you? Yeah, so we finally just pounded that one out, and uh, that was a blast. Mm -hmm. Uh, That game is really good. It's probably one of my favorite games of the year, for sure, uh, so far. Um, The game is extremely strong in its opening. Then later on, it kind of loses its uh, scariness. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fuck you, spider. Anyways, um, it loses its scary factor of, like, things don't really scare you, but it has a good atmosphere to it still throughout the game. Um, the last boss fight is absolutely fucking stupid. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I was so disappointed in the last boss fight because every other boss fight in the game was so intense and fun. Man, the last one's just lame, dude. It's like, what the hell is this? Dude, it's uh, mm. yeah. I, I like I like to relate that game to another artistic medium I like to indulge in, and that is pornography. It started out as a really tight romantic kind of deal there, like a couple's porno, and then it, then they just whipped out giant dildos at the end. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I I could I could and it got it that. got ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah. I, I don't know. I I kind of liked how it got ridiculous. It, it, my personal preference. I like I like when it goes off the rails. I just wish that gameplay wise they let it go more off the rails towards the end too. I felt like um, it didn't like what was happening didn't match what you were able to do. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was really interesting how they connected it to the other Resident Evil games. Yes. So it'll be very interesting to see how they move forward with that. It'll be very interesting to see if they keep this first-person perspective. I think that worked really well for this game. I love the pacing of it. Um, I love the survival aspects of it. I mean, it was it's a very, very fun game to play and to explore and all kinds of stuff. I, I, I loved it, man. Um, I feel the further I get away from it, the more I kind of appreciate it and how much I enjoy it. Uh, some of the characters were just fantastic the boss fights were fantastic very memorable to me um shit i just blanked what i was gonna say but anyways you got the uh, bad ending yeah yeah so you get to make a choice and we made the unpopular choice probably and i will say we did it on two two uh reasons one we literally flipped a coin (laughs) in the air and two it landed on a bad choice, and we're like, fuck it. Most people are probably going to pick the other one. Let's just see how this goes. So, yeah, we didn't get the greatest of endings. But still, I, I, I like the journey that we went on. We uh, and So the ending of the game, though, the last bit, I can see it being a pain in the ass. However, we saved all of our grenade launcher ammo and most of our shotgun ammo and stuff towards the end so we just kind of plowed was able to plow through it mm-hmm. uh i kind of want to play it again to be honest with you mm-hmm. it, it, it's a game that's kind of built on replayability and difficulty and all kinds of stuff that capcom's good at doing that with the resident evil games and uh yeah i might do that here sometime and i want kind of want to play the dlc as well maybe DLC i should bring up the 
bring up the VR. Next yeah, month. I would. I would love to experience this game in VR because at I least think the first section of the game change. is like really solid in VR. Some it gets a little bit um a little bit more difficult when towards the end when there are like a lot more enemies. It gets yeah. a little more difficult then, but yeah. at that beginning section in like in the first like in the guest house and then in the like the first bit in the main house, especially when you get out to the garage, man, mm-hmm. that that in yeah. VR seeing. <laughs> Seeing that first, uh, that first death. Yeah, mm. I can imagine. I, I, I do want to try it in VR because I think it'll change my whole perspective on this game. Yeah, literally. And it <laughs> might also make you a little bit motion sick. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I, I, I can imagine. All right. So, so yeah, I, I played some of that, and then I played a little bit more of Prey. Just a little bit more. Uh, about. Two and a half hours more, I believe. All right. Two, two and a half, uh, around there. Um, it it's looking like I'm gonna have some time this weekend, so I'm gonna really, really dive into it. But uh, I'm heading towards the air, an area called Guts. Yep. Going through the Psychotronics area, mm. which is really cool. I finally have the ability to maybe invest in alien powers, Ooh. which sounds fun. Uh, that game legitimately creeps me out sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, there's times where I've been spooked. You know, I've just kind of let my guard down, been spooked. It's great. I I just, I love exploring in that game. Like, it is so good. And I have no shame in saying this either. I'm playing this game on easy. Uh, it's because what I want out of it is playing, is a story is exploration and going around the environment. I'm not looking for this intense experience. Uh, I'm sure that's fun and brings a whole nother angle to this game. And maybe if I play it again, that's what I'll do. But for now, you know, I'm getting out of it. Absolutely what I wanted from Mm -hmm. it, which is, it's not an easy game. It's, it's actually quite difficult on normal. Yeah, and, and I'll say even playing on easy, like there's times where I haven't really died much, but there's times where like, you know, some of the phantoms and stuff will still cause you trouble. So I would say easy really isn't that easy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is a difficult game for sure. Uh, I like it. Did you invest in the alien powers at all? Yes, I did. I, I went down both paths. I'm going to do a couple more runs with that game eventually. I'm going to go for that platinum trophy cuz it's not a hard one to get. It's just multiple playthroughs. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I like I really like the alien powers. The alien powers are one or some of the strongest parts of that game. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And, and I'm excited to dive into them. I'm just building up a few a few things that I feel I need like hacking and repairing and and a little bit more health and stuff, but I'm going to absolutely dive into them because they sound fun. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a really cool game. Um, right now, like, when I stopped last night, I'm staring at a Weaver, the first Weaver that I ran into. Oh, all right. So I'm oh, I, I think I know where... You, yeah, I know exactly where you are in the guts. Yeah. yeah. Are, are you in the guts right now? No. Okay. I, I think I'm almost there. Okay. I'm getting there. Still in Psychotronics, but I'm, I'm getting there. Uh, there was this one moment where 
I walked into some room in it, and there was a looking glass thing in there that I could activate, mm-hmm. which those things are really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking forward to finding more of them, but uh, the, the looking glass thing, you have to like calibrate by touching the actual glass, mm. and you touch it a few times, and then this... I'm not even going to spoil it because it scared the living shit out of me because I didn't expect what was about to, to happen. It was kind of a jump scare type thing, but I was like... Oh my goodness! And then I ended up running into a corner and just crying. Those, <laughs> yeah, the jump scares <laughs> in Prey are awesome because there aren't a lot of them. It's just that they're like they're placed they're placed well, I think. Yeah. Like. Mm. And, and that's another thing about Resident Evil Seven that I I appreciated is that there are a few jump scares in that game. But I feel the further you go on, the less jump scares there are. And it's more just about an absolutely creepy atmosphere of like, I feel like there's something behind that door and there might be something behind that door, but it's not like you open the door, bam, there's something there. I kind of like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel too many horror games focus on just jump scares and that, that shit's lame. Like Mm -hmm. atmosphere is always going to be the way to go to me so how do you yeah, like the soundtrack in prey because i really like oh, i love that soundtrack that honestly might be the best part of that game i i i try to picture that game without the soundtrack that it has yeah like it's, it's a totally different game and it's not as good to me like it is great and i didn't know that it was done by the same guy who did the doom soundtrack mm-hmm. That guy's just great, man. Yeah, he, a, can, he can nail different things. Like, just he, ha- yeah. he has it. Yeah, I mean, he's just got a uh, sense. Mark Gordon, I believe, right? Mick Gordon. He's, Mick Gordon, yes. Uh, he's just got a sense of like feeling that's just great. Of like, when this happens, this should happen and sound like this. It's just the vision that guy has for. For soundtracks, just phenomenal. I wonder if he's going to be on the uh, next Elder Scrolls soundtrack. I was wondering that too. I'm like, man, what would he do with an Elder Scrolls soundtrack? That would be interesting. I don't, I don't know if he would do it though. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if that's his style, but man, he's proven he can do different things. So, yeah. So yeah, that's what I've been playing. Mm. Looking forward to playing a lot more Prey. It's definitely one of my favorite games of the year. I'm only four hours in, so. Mm. What about you? Um, I'm just going to gloss over quickly some of the non-PlayStation games I've played that I want to be on PlayStation. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Been playing oh. that on PC. Yeah. Um, rumor has it they are they are going to put it out on consoles once it's finished. It'll probably come to Xbox first because they have the preview program over there. Mm. But once the game is finished, it'll come to PlayStation, and I am really excited to play that with you guys. Yeah, I, I am too. That game looks like a blast to play with people. Mm-hmm. It is. I've I've had a lot of fun in that game. Yeah. Even playing solo, it's a different game playing solo in teams. It's just, it's amazing. <laughs> I've come so close to the chicken dinner. <laughs> so close. Hi, highest I finished is seventh. Wow, that's still pretty and the, good. And the circle was like really small, and it was like at the top of a hill, and there was a sniper on top of the hill, and I got fucked. That's such a genius idea with that, though, because mm-hmm. I feel like that would be a very bad experience if that's if the circle uh, that you could play in 
doesn't change size. With it has to, though. Like, I know it does, and it's such a good idea that it does. Mm. All right. Um, other than that, I've played some of the Quake Champions beta. It's an open beta. NDA's lifted. Fucking love that game. Super fast-paced. Faster than Doom. We've played Doom. And yeah. it is... This game is just off the rails crazy fast and I love I love it. I like the weapons. The weapons are really cool. The champions are really cool. I'm particular to the one champion called Slash. She has this ability where she leaves a trail when you activate it and then you can blow up the trail. Does she have a top hat? And glasses? No. She's a goth no. chick. <laughs> okay. Um uh, and she she's going around on rollerblades. <laughs> mm. Um but yeah, that I... that game's really cool. I almost don't think that game's going to come to console. Actually, yeah, kind of I, I almost... It just seems too fast-paced for consoles. Yeah, I don't I don't think it will, but I really want it to. Yeah. Man. It's it's a lot of fun. But um Looks good. Other than those, I've been I've been going back into Persona 5, man. I'm in that Persona 5 rhythm. I'm it um I'm in the casino, which any people who have played the game will know that's not really a spoiler. That's just the theme of one of the dungeons, and that doesn't really tell you much about the story. But I'm in the casino dungeon right now. Um, I'm really close to the end of that dungeon, and then there's one more after that. Mm. And I am really close to beating this game. And I have a girlfriend now, and she's oh. Makoto. Oh boy. Makoto Nijima. She is the love of my life. <laughs> I will never betray her. Oh, man. So, I fucking love that game. That, that, that's awesome. Uh, how long are the dungeons? If, okay, so it really depends on how... Up? It depends on if you have balls or not. Mm. So basically, when you have a dungeon, if you go into a dungeon, that's basically all you're doing for the day. Because you could play day by day in the game. And you mm -hmm. can either choose to spend your time doing dungeons or you can go make money do a, like a part-time job you can also um go to uh you can also hang out with your buddies which i like doing because they're all really cool characters there are reasons to do this stuff like stats or yes so items or... so when you uh when you hang out with your friends um that you gained like it was called social links. It's called con they're called confidants in this game. But when you level up your relationship with the them, um, if they're a member of your party, you they get certain abilities they'll use when you're in dungeons. Okay. If you uh, if they're not in your party, they also have other buffs and boosts that you can use, man. Mm. And they're cool. awesome. Like there's this one doctor chick. You can buy medicine from her, which are your healing items, and you can like eventually get a discount on those. Um, you, it, you unlock other new items you can buy. Um, there's this one guy who lets you modify your guns. Ooh. There's like, there's a lot, man. There's a lot to this game. Yeah. Sounds like it. Mm. You think you'll probably break the hundred hour mark? Yeah. I, and this is a game I actually kind of want to platinum, even though it's going to take forever to platinum. Oh man, but... I love it. That game has style. That game is as close to punk rock that you get. It is like it's just a bunch of teenage kids like rebelling against adult society, man. It's like fucking awesome. It's yeah. just mm. 
Mm. Love that game. But I love you, Makoto. I hope you know that. Um, <laughs> so what'd you do to win her over? How'd that go? Did you just so, go up and say, hey, 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 yo, baby? So I, I was helping her out. Like, one of her friends had a really shitty boyfriend. And I was like, yo, girl, I'll help you out. I'll help you out. And, like, we eventually showed her that, showed her friend that uh, her boyfriend was a real piece of shit. <laughs> And uh, through all that, uh, Makoto, like, never had a boyfriend before, was like, uh, yeah, I don't know much about love and romance. And, I'll, and I was like, yo, I'll be your study partner. And she was like, oh, oh, my God. And yeah, now we're dating. Yeah. Oh, boy. There you go. Have you uh, gave her any French kisses yet? Oh, I'm, I'm giving her all the kisses. Mmm. Ah. Hell that yeah. game is oh game of the year this year is going to be really hard to decide <laughs> i i think so too i mean it's fantastic and it's i think it's only going to get even harder mm. by the end of the year it's just been a crazy freaking year so far there this is probably the best year in games that we've had in a long time yeah mm. i think honestly since 10 years ago 2007 mm, man it's it's a damn damn solid year it's only gonna get better all these uh e3 things are starting to happen mm. learn about some exciting stuff stoked you know we're talking about game of the year candidates and you know let's let's get into the news and talk about potentially one of the game of the year candidates this year because they started to talk about their game we are, of course, talking about Destiny 2. They just had a live stream today revealing a lot about their game. Um, I didn't get to watch the live stream, but I went back and watched some videos and stuff. Gameplay-wise, it looks a lot like the original Destiny to me. Yes. Like, the which is fine. I like that sh- that shooting, that the shooting mechanics. All that seemed uh, really cool. Um... They also came out with like new subclasses for each, for each uh, like the war, the warlock, the hunter, the Ye- titan. Those new subclasses look pretty cool. I especially like the uh, the warlock's new subclass, the one with the sword. Uh, yes. The Dawnblade. Oh, gosh, Dawnblade. Yes, Dawnblade looks incredible, and I I got really excited. I'm a warlock guy in Destiny. I thought the supers. That they had in, for most of the characters were good, but I always thought the war, you know, there was, I always pointed at the Titans, wh- whether it was the Hammers or something, mm-hmm. or the Hunters having the Arc Blades or the Bow or whatever, and I'm always like, man, Warlocks are cool. I mean, I have Sith Lightning, big mm-hmm. bombs, but now I, I, that's the best, coolest looking one. Mm-hmm. To me, I don't know. They, they all look good. There's another one, the Titans have a. A uh, it's called Sentinel, which is a, a shield, which I think is pretty damn cool. So they can either kind of block stuff with it, beat the shit out of somebody with it, or throw it at people. Mm. Sounds cool. That sounds the, a lot like a Marvel character we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the the hunters are getting an it's called the Arc Strider, which is a staff, martial arts like stuff. Going yeah, that on. that one was actually kind of the weakest looking one to me. 
I think so too because the hunters had arc blades, mm-hmm. and I was kind of like, well, that's a little, little shady. Yeah, but uh, it seems like they're making a lot, uh, some improvements. I'm not sure. I'm not going to say a lot because that's kind. I don't know exactly everything yet, nor do any of us. But uh, they are changing a few things. Um, you're going to have clans now. Uh, well, you did have, you did sort of have clans, but they didn't really serve much of a purpose. At least I didn't see much of a purpose for them. But um, they're also allowing people who choose not to participate in clans to play with clans in this uh, in this uh, thing called uh, guided play. Yeah. Which means you'll be able to team up with a clan who knows what they're doing to do raids and stuff like that. Yeah, so they're not officially putting in matchmaking for raids or Trials of Osiris, Nightfalls, or whatever, which in the Destiny 1, as it is now, you need to just find a group, and now that stuff is in-game before you had to do it outside of the game. And and you can look, like, when you post up in-game with your clan saying we're looking for people or you're opening yourself up, you can look for specific people of like, oh, I need a hunter or whatever. So that's cool. That's a great idea, the idea of clans. I mean, from a high level, this is how I feel about most of this stuff. These are cool improvements that should have been in the first game. Mm Mm-hmm. The idea of clans is a great, great improvement, especially because, you know, Destiny is community-based and two, you know, you put yourself in a clan, you can get rewards based off of not only what you do, but what other people are doing. So if you're in a clan with someone that does the raids every week, you'll hopefully get some pretty neat stuff out of it. I don't know what exactly those will be, but... I doubt it'll be like exotics or something, but mm-hmm. maybe maybe a little something here and there will be cool. But two, you can like customize it and all kinds of stuff. It just gives you more identity. That's something that Destiny One kind of struggled with, especially early on, was the identity of what you look like. But shaders and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it, the shaders made it better, but but you know, it needed a little bit more than that. And this is a good way to do that. Mm. It is. Um, one thing they got rid of that I'm so happy about, you don't have to fucking go to orbit anymore. No. That was so, that was such a stupid thing about Destiny 1. Oh, I can see a ship now, and it gives me a cool looking loading screen. No. No. I wonder if they completely got rid of ships, period. I mean, maybe they did, maybe they didn't, I don't know. Um. See, I don't have a problem with the ships. It's just that why do you put that extra step of going into orbit? Right. Yeah, and, and <laughs> I just found it funny during a live stream. They're like, yeah, you don't have to go to orbit to go to another planet or anymore. And everybody was like, yeah! And it's like, that's awesome, but that's not something we should really be cheering about because it shouldn't have been there in the first place. Uh, that's something that they stressed is removing barriers. They literally, the quote from Luke Smith was, we want to remove as many barriers as possible so that you can get to the point where it's your gun in an enemy's face. Mm. And that's great. That's what they need to do. And, And the whole, the director thing that gets you from place to place looks cool. 
too. It just looks prettier. It looks like it's easier to understand. So that's good. There's four new locations in this game. Mm. So you got the European Dead Zone, which is on Earth, which apparently they said is the biggest location that they've ever built uh, between Destiny, its expansions, and DLC, and in this. So that's cool. You got uh, Titan, which is a, a moon for Saturn. Um, has a nice big old ocean that you'll be able to somehow go around. I don't know how that'll work. Um, you get to go to Nessus, which is overrun by Vex, and uh, you get to aid Cade 6 there, and you get to go to Io, which is Jupiter's moon. Mm. No word on if you get to go back to the moon, to Venus. I almost guarantee you they recycle that content. Probably. But at least there's new spaces. We'll see how see, vast these spaces really are. See, it isn't really about how big these places are. There just wasn't anything to do. I know. Like, I know. It, they're and, not addressing the problem. Yeah. That is something that they did go into, but I feel they didn't go to enough. Is they stressed that... Yeah, there's more to do when you're exploring the worlds now. There's these things called lost sectors, which will be like like dungeons. And at the end, there will be bosses and loot. So that's cool. Uh, there's other areas that you'll just be able to explore and, and points of interest. And they said there's new patrols and public events. And uh, there's now heroic public events. So we'll see how those work. And all that stuff, that's great. That's great. And I. It, this gets to my biggest problem with the reveal is that they just didn't show the gameplay of it. Mm-hmm. Man, like, if you're going to hold an event like that, show me shit. It started off really cool. It started with an awesome trailer, and then they're just like, let's go. You know, and they showed the opening mission, which was really cool looking to me. Uh, and then they just constantly kept going, we're doing this, we're doing that, we're doing this, we're doing that. And I feel in the position that they're in, they have to show, not to just tell. And I know Destiny 2 is still four, no, three and a half months out or something. It's still, they want to drip shit out. And we'll see that stuff eventually, but why have an event? You know, mm-hmm. this could have been some digitally recorded thing that you just put on your YouTube channel. You I know? think the whole thing about making an event is getting people there to play the game, but... yeah. I, Hey, it's it's how it's how they want to do it. Um, to wrap up some some of the two more changes, um, they're moving competitive crucible stuff to four v four instead of three v three or six v six. Um, they showed off a new map called Midtown, um, and a countdown game type, which I think is really cool. It's yeah. Like, it, basically, they're copying Halo game modes here. This is basically yes. assault. Um, yep. <laughs> And uh, they they also are changing the way weapons work. There will be there will be like primary weapons and like there. So they instead of having primary, special, and heavy, they're going to just have two weapon categories. Um, you're like your main weapon is going to be either a kinetic or an energy weapon, and then you, there's more powerful weapons, which will be like. I guess they're just going to call them... I don't know what exactly they're going to call them. Like, power yeah. weapons? I, I guess so. 
But yeah, yeah I guess you're not going to be carrying three weapons anymore. They're going to reduce that to two. At least that's no, what I'm reading here. Oh, they they had three. Okay. In, in the in the demo, they or in the gameplay, they had three. So like, three as in like a, I don't know a, I don't know what they're talking about here though. Like, I'm pretty sure they had in in the gameplay demo they had like two, you know, regular ass weapons. Your machine like an guns assault rifle they, or machine gun. Yeah, and then they whipped out some rocket launcher, which looked fucking sweet. I don't know. The rocket launcher like the shot space little guns look good. Rockets. Yeah. I was like, cool. Right on, man. Um, There's going to be new strikes, new raids, of course. Uh, the raid will be probably a Cabal raid, which they've talked about forever. It's been rumored forever. Hmm. It's the game looks good. I, I, I'm like I'm excited for. It. I'm really looking forward to it, but uh, they just need to show. They just do, and, and I, I will say, you know, watching their presentation stuff, they were pretty. I was kind of surprised, pretty honest in that certain things they talked about. Like, yeah, we didn't really hit on this. They said only fifty percent of people finished the first raid. The mm. first raid in the game, only 50%. And they're like, that's just not acceptable because we're making all this content and we're, we put all these barriers in place and people weren't, aren't able to access the best part of Destiny. Yeah, you know, or one of the best parts. And so they're just removing as many barriers as possible to get people to enjoy the whole thing, which is good. You know, I mean, not. I think their clan system and their guided game system is is could be cool if it works right, and it could be a a nice answer to not having matchmaking for raids. I don't agree with having matchmaking for raids. I just don't don't think that's good. And and they in their presentation, they're like, gaming communities can get extremely toxic in situations like that, and we don't want that to happen. So we're not putting matchmaking in, but this is a way that we could potentially go about it, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. I think the opening to this game is just kind of hilarious because one another thing that just kept stressing is that this is a new beginning for everybody, mm-hmm. you know? And it literally is a new beginning. You start the game in the tower, which you probably wasted hundreds of hours possibly of your life sitting around, getting your weapon out, dancing with people while you're waiting for your friends to get their shit done or whatever and it's literally all falling apart in front of you mm-hmm. and you have to start over <laughs> it's just it's interesting for sure all right I, I mean i like the art direction that they're going I, I it's it's cool i'm excited to see more i just i don't get the hype train going on this thing like you can look forward to it, but you know, let's just sit back and wait a little bit, see some more. Let's play the game, and if it's fucking where it should be and it's good, then awesome. Let's get excited about it. But I'm still holding hesitant on some things because, like you said, though the worlds, yeah, they can be big, but they're not filled with stuff to do. And if the new stuff isn't fun to do, then that still sucks. You know, so we'll see. 
last thing I'll say is I'm interested on the campaign side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's they said. Like they said, this is the most cinematics they've ever created for this game. This game has more story missions than the first game by far. I hope that's not marketing fluff or you know press conference speak. You know, I hope that's actually good. I hope the missions are quality missions. Like that's all I really care about. I'm not expecting like the greatest campaign that I've ever seen. I think just about anything, if it's an improvement over Destiny One, that'll be good. Uh, but there's a lot of potential here, and I hope I hope there's a lot of. I mean, it seems like they're taking certain characters from Destiny One and really getting behind them a lot more with like Cade and Zavala and all that stuff, and that's awesome. You know, get more behind those characters, get people to know them, and and hopefully there's more character development with all of them. And that that's that's one piece where I'm really interested on. I, I know I'll probably put a shitload of time into this game when it comes out. I don't know what. Are you excited for it? Because I know you're always a little bit more hesitant than than all of us about Destiny. But are you going to mm. jump in on this? I don't think jump in is the correct term for how I'm going to approach this game. I'm going to let other people dip their toes, see how they feel about it for a while, and then I'll catch up if if mm. it's worth if it looks like it's going to be worth my time. If not, mm. I'm just going to sit here and wait for Borderlands Three. <laughs> It might be a little bit on that one, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's a great idea because you know, like I'll probably end up jumping in early. You know, Keith will and all that stuff. We'll be playing it for a while if it's good. So, yeah, Destiny Two pre-order for the beta, right? Yeah, I'm not sure if they said anything about it, that, but they did. It okay. was a fucking. I, I don't know. They just the ending was just kind of weird because instead of ending on a bang and showing you something so cool eric hirschberg from activision walks out there and he's like oh yeah this game's awesome man you're gonna buy it and you're gonna make me a lot of money that type of shit and he's like and to end this uh destiny 2 is going to be on battle.net yep and I'm like, that's great for the PC world, uh, but like, that's not something you end on. Like, why don't you just put that somewhere in the middle and end on some cool gameplay thing? And he's like, yeah, we're having a beta this summer. Mm. Great, you already told us that. Mm. Like, fuck. All right. Kind of a bummer ending, but anyways. Yeah, that is that that is strange. Um, I guess they went to Battle.net so they don't have to pay Steam any money. Oh, that's, yeah, that's it, that makes sense. Yeah, and also, uh, I mean, seems like Battle.net's pretty reliable. And it's not even Battle.net anymore. Like, I don't no, know why I even said it's, that. <laughs> it's literally called, like, the Blizzard Launcher. Mm-hmm. Anyways, PC gaming. Uh, is he even out, he's, he's out of the loop of his own, co- his own <laughs> company, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, well, that's that's a lot. That's a lot, man. Yeah, there's even more that's coming this year. Holy shit! Oh. Far Cry Five and The Crew Two. <clears throat> okay, so I I just want to say The Crew Two. Never thought they'd make a sequel to The Crew. Me either, man. But why the fuck didn't they call it Cruise in USA? You know, I, I 
I feel you on that one. I'm just not sure how marketable that is. But at the same time, I don't know if the crew is really marketable either. It isn't. It was a, it was a complete flop by all accounts that I know of. Like no one that I know that played the crew. We, I think they came out with a beta that we played, and we were like, no, no, yeah. not this. This is not. This is not the thing. Yeah, and then they put out like two or three expansions for that game. Is and that's awesome that it's getting a sequel. But I'm just like, who the hell bought this? Because I see nobody talking about the crew, literally ever. Mm. I'm just a little confused on that. But yeah, it's hey, we'll see. <laughs> oh man, I am. Uh, I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, me too. But Far, Far Cry, Cry Five, 5 man, I, yeah, yeah. What do you? What do you? The logo is in red, white, and blue. Rumor, Montana. Yes. Not really a rumor, but stupid people said it. Western. Yeah. <laughs> Which Ubisoft flat out denied that it's not a Western game. So. Which it would like. There was never any like chance of this being a Western. Like, why would you even fucking joke about that? I don't know. Uh, what do you feel? How do you feel about Far Cry Five? Suppose supposedly launching. Uh, before the end of Ubisoft's fiscal year, so it'll be out by the end of March. I would imagine this holiday. Mm-hmm. It's when it'll probably be launching. But how do you feel about that? So there is really nothing to really tell about this game because they showed absolutely nothing. They just confirmed that it exists and it's coming. I want to see like, is this going to be a modern day Montana? Is this going to be? Is this going to be like? Native Americans before even Amer before even like Europeans got here. Yeah, that could be neat. I don't know. Like there, there are multiple directions this could go. Maybe it's a future. Maybe it's robot dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, wouldn't that be? What crazy? if what if they what if they just did a rip on Horizon? <laughs> Which Horizon wouldn't be somewhat realistic. of a rip on Far Cry in a way. Yeah, with certain things. That would be crazy shit. Which none of that would make sense because they they don't they don't really look at other people like they didn't have enough time to make that kind of adjustment. But man, I'm I'm excited. I like Far Cry, but I want I hope they refine their formula to be a little bit more streamlined, less just go out and do all this like these hundreds of things and make it like thirty or forty things out there that are actually really fun to do rather than. Oh, just go, uh, just go, kill this random ass. Go find this this uh, wild pig that's a different color. Go, go kill this this bigger than normal tiger. I don't. It's yeah. like, come on, come on, Far Cry. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited for Far Cry Five. The idea of what it could maybe be. I just get worried on kind of what you said, like. They gotta reinvent the wheel somehow with this game. Like, Far Cry Three brought that series to the mainstream in a bigger way than what it was. That was great. Far Cry Four was still a good game, but it was a lot like Far Cry Three. And you went, okay, that's fine, because Far Cry Three was great. But the mm-hmm. next one, you gotta do something different with. And then they put out Far Cry Primal. And it was like, all right, sure. 
you know, that game wasn't for everybody. I love that game, and it's really not the greatest game in the world. But Ubisoft games make for great drinking games because you just you can zone the fuck out. Mm-hmm. You just drink, and you don't even know what the hell happened. But you just did that, and that, and that, and that, and that. And it was great. You just had an mm-hmm. amazing day, and all of a sudden, four hours are gone. Uh, so I'm I'm more excited for the idea of that than I am for Far Cry Five. Actually, mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, yeah, E3 is when that'll get revealed. The next Assassin's Creed is supposed to launch this year, too. They did say that. That'll be revealed at E3. They said that, too. Is it going to be Egypt? Yeah, I think so. The rumor is Assassin's Creed Origins mm. is what the title is called. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what they do with that, with taking a year off and all stuff. Just... Again, how are they going to reinvent the wheel? Like, Assassin's Creed Syndicate was cool, but give me give me something just a little bit more fresh and new. So we'll see. I'm still trying to think if I really need to play an Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Unless they do something dramatically different, no. You don't. And that's the thing. Assassin's Creed could be so awesome. Same with Far Cry, but they just kind of pumped these games out a little bit too quick to the point where, like, they'll kind of very rarely be game of the year contenders i feel anymore where you know when assassin's creed 2 and brotherhood was out it was like you can make a legitimate case of that being game of the year because they were just amazing games but now they just feel a little bit tired but if they reinvent the wheel we'll see uh in other ubisoft news though south park the fracture of the hole oh yeah i forgot to put that on the list over 17th yeah excited for that one we'll see if that's a real release date date. (laughs) yeah i mean this game had a a release date of december 6 2016 and it's going to be launching 10 months later Mm. that's crazy i mean the stick truth took forever to come out too but i'm I'm excited for that one that game looks really really good so you still get the stick of truth if you pre-order that yes i might have to do that because i never played the stick of truth Oh my gosh, dude! You got to, oh, especially man. as you know, you're 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 an RPG guy. That is a great RPG, and it's a, it's an RPG that'll literally take you ten hours. All right, All and it's right. like I just had this absurd journey, and literally, when I mean absurd, I mean absurd. <laughs> and the gameplay is really cool. The only thing I I think about the stick of truth is that it's way too easy. Okay. Like even on even playing on the normal difficulty, it's like this is so fucking easy. It it's kind of shitty. Like you just get into a a groove. I was a mage, but you could be a Jew. I'm definitely gonna be a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> just be just because that's an option. I'm going to be a Jew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. And. That's not to say that I don't like Jewish people or anything. I'm not making any kind of statement on the actual religion of Judaism. I'm just saying that in a game, if they're going to make a character class called Jew, I mean, come on. Yeah. They're just going to put it right there. I want to see what that's all about. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, I literally thought of these uh, mm. as we were talking about Destiny. These are more just PSAs mm. for people. Mm. Lego Hit Marvel us. Super Heroes 2. November 17th. So okay. Lego Marvel Super Heroes is probably one of the better Lego games. Make a sequel to that one. 
be pretty damn cool. I'm excited for that one. Apparently no mutants are in this one, which kind of stinks because mm-hmm. the first game had X-Men. I don't know. Anyways, but I know you'll be excited for this one. Um, June 27th, Elite Dangerous and yes. Season Pass comes to PlayStation. Yes. 4. I meant to. So I wasn't sure if I wanted to put that in or not, if, the, if people are interested. But yeah, quick PSA on that. Yeah, it's coming. And I've played it before on other platforms. And you uh, were in for a treat. Well, I am. It's a very technically challenging flight simulator in space. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if you're going to get into it or not, but yeah, mm, that's something I like. That's a game you can zone out on. That's a game you can just like, oh, there are the, there's this bounty board. There's these, there's this mission board. I can just go out and like, I can take, I can go out and mine some minerals. I can go out and just carry the shipment to another space station. And just flying in that game is fun for me. Mm-hmm. Mm. And they've added a lot to that game, so the season pass definitely worth it. Yeah. Um. Any other PSAs you got for me? No. Nope. That was that was it. All right. Well, um, we both played Life is Strange, and it looks like we're gonna get another game in that vein. Another like kind of a sequel, I guess. They aren't. They didn't say it's going to be Life is Strange two, but Don't Not is going to make another game like that. And uh, side note, Life is Strange, three million people played that game. Which, yeah, that's good for a small studio like that, getting three million people play your game. I really liked Life is Strange. I think yeah. you liked Life is Strange. I love Life is Strange, man. It's one of my favorite games of this generation, for sure. Had a really cool story. I'm going to see... I'm going to look more into this as we get more news, but we don't know much about it. Um, Don't Nod's also working on another RPG called Vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really looking forward to another Life is Strange. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they connect it to the first game with the same characters somehow, or if it's just something completely different, which <laughs> I could be game for. Like, I, I don't really care. I just want a good story i'm just imagining the, the the idea of these two these two girls going across the country in this hurricane following them yeah <laughs> it's always staying with them yeah uh, life is strange took the telltale formula and just did it way better mm-hmm. it was just way more interesting and the choices were better they mattered even small things that you didn't think mattered mattered like fantastic game yeah, I'm excited for a sequel to that. And it doesn't do that whole, uh, at least I don't remember very much, so-and-so will remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Which I just think is like the corniest thing. Like, why would you do that giveaway on a Telltale yeah. game? Like, why would you give that away that that's going to impact something? I think it's much more meaningful when it does impact something and you didn't know it was going to. Exactly. Because... You know, some people might be like, well, shit, I don't want to piss that character off, so now I'm going to restart. Mm-hmm. And that's not what your original thinking was, whereas with Life is Strange, you just kept going. Let people realize the kind of person they are. Don't let them yeah. Don't let them editorialize their decisions. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah, def- definitely play Life is Strange. It, it seems like it's on sale fairly often for like 5 or $10 the whole season. It's it's so it's very good. Yeah. Oh man, we're talking about good games. Let's just keep talking about good games. 
We got Overwatch. They're having a, they're having an event to celebrate their anniversary. Mm. There's gonna be a free weekend. A lot of noobs are gonna be playing. We're gonna kick their asses. <laughs> They're coming out yeah. with a game of the year edition that's gonna come with some loot boxes and some skins. And man, I'm excited. I'm not sure what did they really reveal what like the event's actually going to entail? No, they haven't. They just I... said May twenty third, mark your calendars, mm. save the date mm. for an event. I think uh, they also mentioned that they're going to add just regular regular loot to put in the regular loot boxes. They're yeah. adding more loot to that those boxes, which is cool. I like that. Mm -hmm. um, but man, I'm really excited to see what this event is. They're actually adding a few maps for the 3v3 arena mode. They revealed three maps from existing maps already, so we're not going to get really new maps, but uh, it'll probably just be hashes of Dorado, Eichenwald, and the Temple of Anubis. Yeah. Which is cool. We haven't really played much 3v3. No. We, we should we should try that sometime, because it is honestly a lot of fun. The thing is, yeah. it's, it's we usually have at least four people playing at a yeah. time, though. That's, that's, yeah. that's the only thing that's been stopping us. Yeah, pretty much. So we'll see how these maps turn out. Because they only have one, I believe, right now. Mm -hmm. so. I know, like, uh, when they had that uh, Year of the Rooster event, it was just captured a flag on... God, I'm blanking on the map. Anyways, it was just one map that that whole event was on. Now, captured a flag is, is a mainstay. You can play mm -hmm. it whenever you want. And they have it on a variety of different maps. And that plays a lot differently on other maps... Like during the event, you really got the one map down of like. Well, there this were there were actually uh, two maps oh. in the in the event. Was there? Yeah. Because okay. I remember um, it was just the one map, but like three different sections of it. Oh, oh yeah, you might you might be right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now now they have it on multiple sections of different maps. All and right. It just plays completely differently, so we might have to try that sometime too. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I like how they kept that in, like, the, they have an arcade section where you can go back and replay old stuff, mm -hmm. like, uh, like game modes that you don't really encounter in the regular run of play. I like how they save those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for this event. I We're probably going to play it. We're probably going to have another edition of the Payload for you soon. Yep. Nothing this week, but soon, for sure. Mm. Um, If you're interested in betas that sort i didn't actually put uh the other beta in but uh there's also a beta for uh uh wind jammers that's going out soon yep. uh you can sign up for that but uh there's going to be an open beta for gwent the witcher card game um that's going to be available on playstation 4 you'll be able to play that starting next week on may 24th um yeah kind of excited i like i like the idea of gwent in the witcher 3 I think that a standalone collectible card game that is going to be a good idea, and I I want to play it. I like yeah. a good CCG. Yeah, this is a freaking great idea. There's probably so many people out there that just played Gwent in The Witcher, or well, that's where the majority of their time was, so this is just a great idea. Mm. Also with The Witcher, yes. they're developing a Netflix series so 
All right, so. let's let's just talk about that for a hot minute here. The the Witcher Netflix series. Uh, who do you think it's going to be about? Cuz I kind of I kind of want it to be about Dandelion and there's no better actor to play Dandelion than Johnny Depp. He already looks like Dandelion. Yes, and he would fit Johnny Depp very well. I think the only problem you run into there is, is a budget yep. to have Johnny Depp because having Johnny Depp probably cost more than your whole fucking show. I know, but man, <laughs> but I that's, that's, that that's a fantasy world I live in. Yeah, where Johnny Depp just plays Dandelion and we get the adventures of Dandelion. Mm-hmm. I think having Sirius as a central character is kind of important if possible that and also just more of like Geralt and Yennefer's relationship I think having a TV series that could go deeper into that Mm. could be wild that little love triangle they have with Triss yeah Mm. Mm. and too I mean that world is just ripe for stories man and just crazy brutal shit yeah uh the original creator of the witcher sapkowski or i forget how to say his name mm-hmm. uh he's actually going to be working on the show well with this show i'm not sure if he's actually writing it but he's going to be a story consultant for sure yeah so yeah which i didn't know he makes literally zero dollars off of the games mm-hmm. because of he, he was like believe in video games when yeah. he sold the rights CD project and now they went on to sell millions and millions of copies he's probably like fuck so when Netflix approached him for this or, or however that went down he's like I absolutely need to be involved with this mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm excited for that dude my, my only concern is budget I just think you need to have a you need to commit a nice solid budget to be able to pull off a Witcher series which is why I was feeling like HBO or stars or something a little bit more premium might be the way to go with it because they can throw more money at it. But I mean, Netflix, they have some dollars. Yeah. It's still so far off. Yeah. Probably. And I, I won't even be surprised if it doesn't even happen to be honest with you. But the idea of it is like, please give me this. Mm. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I like the Witcher. I might go back to it. So I can play the blood and wine without it fucking out on me. Oh, oh man. You should be. <laughs> that, that's a story. That's a story in that. Uh, so let's go to some news that turned my head a little bit. <laughs> Devolver Digital is going to have an E3 press conference. Yeah. You heard that right. Devolver Digital, this publisher of a shit ton of indie games. Like I can't even begin to list all of them, but uh, most recently, um, Stri- uh, Strafe, they'd published that game. And man, they just, they have an eye for like good indie games. They just, they reach out and find them and they publish them and man, but I don't know how they're going to hold an E3 conference or how they afforded the time. Yeah. This one, this one, I kind of went oh, with too. It's it's interesting. They haven't revealed like when it's going to happen, like the timing or anything. 
but yeah, I mean, the Devolver Digital is a really cool publisher because they find a lot of cool indie games and stuff. So I think they will have no problem showing stuff off. It's just, is that stuff on, on the scale for E3? Like, indies are cool. I love them. And they're a nice place at E3. But E3, for the most part, I feel is about AAA big stuff. So I, I'm just hoping in, in a little curious on, well, if Devolver Digital goes and does their thing on, say, Monday, or even if they go Sunday, like, that, yeah, they might show off some cool shit, but they might just completely get drowned out by everybody else. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Maybe maybe they have so much cool stuff that it wouldn't even matter, and you'll still be talking about them regardless. So it's really, really interesting. Yeah, I, I always thought of Devolver as being, like, one of those one of those companies that just goes on other people's stages because they have cool yeah. stuff to show there. But mm. yeah. yeah. And, and they've been on Sony's stage a few times, mm-hmm. uh, showing off some stuff. That's, but fuck it. Why not? Maybe, maybe two, maybe, uh, yeah, they publish a lot of indie games, but maybe they have a lot of really high profile indie games that they believe in. Mm-hmm. And they kind of are hoping to take their own publishing brand to a whole nother level to maybe get some bigger stuff or something. I don't know. Yeah. E3 is strange. It is. It's getting strange. Because ever since Bethesda started having their own conference, it's just been getting weirder. It is. It's absolutely gotten weirder. It's just this weird, weird race to break away from people and stuff, which is fine, but... Maybe it's just a nostalgic part in me just gets a little sad on that because I just – I'm going to miss that Monday, man, mm. of just nothing but conferences almost all day. It's going to make make me a little sad. But hey, I, in between, we can make love Yeah, since we can. there's like five or six hours in between all these conferences now. Yeah, we can have a good sex shower up and get ready for the next conference. Exactly. Maybe, maybe we'll be able to sex twice. Yeah, maybe. Maybe uh, I will not be able to confirm that uh, I might have a lot of alcohol that day. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Keith needs to finish his fucking Jaeger, dude. He's had this <laughs> Jaeger in my fridge since E3 last year. What? That is gross. He was drinking it two weeks ago. Is that stuff even any good still? Yeah. Oh, my nah. God. He shows up at my house with two Red Bulls. He's like, fuck it. He makes his own Jaeger bomb still. And I'm like, mm. okay. Oh, I mean, three, man. there's a new rule, though. Like, if you're leaving shit in my house, it is fair game after a little while. That's how I it should be. I will start consuming it myself. That's, that's absolutely how it should be. Yeah. That's, that's how it is in my house. If, like, people put... So, my roommates use the fridge a lot. They use up a lot of fridge space. I I usually have, like, one little section where I put, like, maybe a 12-pack of Mountain Dews or something like that in the fridge. Oh. And I'm like, all right, I can deal with that. But if they just keep piling, piling there, I'm just going to start drinking their stuff. That's just that's just how it goes. Yeah, exactly. Um, while we're on the topic of E3, um, 
the public passes, which they sold for the first time this year, have actually sold out. $250 per ticket, and they sold every single one of them. There's going to be a lot of disappointed people standing in line. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm very curious to, to hear and read on how this turns out for the public mm -hmm. and what people's reaction is to it. Because, um, yeah, you won't be playing a lot of the cool stuff that will probably be on the stages of these publishers. You'll be playing some, but not all. I'll be honest with you. I thought this would sell out a lot quicker than it did. I don't so. I think this is this is the first time and the last time they do this. That's my prediction. We'll see. Mm. I I know like Jeff Keeley is now involved with the ESA. Jeff Keeley, the guy who plans the game awards every year and stuff, and his initiative there is to make E3 more consumer facing. Make E3 great again. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And, you know, he's a good guy. He knows what he's talking about. So see, like, how he might change E3. Because E3, for E3 to survive as a show that people go to to play video games, I'm not talking about the conferences. Like, it needs to be open to the public in some way, mm -hmm. you know. I just think $250 a ticket is pretty steep for what you're getting. It is. Oh, it absolutely is. It should not, to me, it should not be anything more than 150 at least. I mean, what? PAX is not nowhere near. What was PAX? Oh, man. I think Forget that was like, it was, it was like $30 a day, I think. Yeah, it was like $100 for the whole weekend almost. Uh, so, yeah. I know PAX, you know... You, you're not getting all the big AAA games and stuff there, but there's a lot more shit to do there than I'm sure there'll be at E3. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I got some sad news. I got some sad news. Sad for me, at least. Ace Combat 7 delayed. I was really looking forward to it, but um, it's being delayed to 2018 for some more polish. An optimization. But man, I want it. I want it so bad. I want to play it in VR. I saw this story and I knew you were weeping somewhere. I was, I am so <laughs> sad about this because I want Ace Combat 7. Ace Combat is one of the game series that I just grew up with and I, I loved it. Like, I don't... You don't play these flight simulators. I don't know anyone else of my close friends that plays flight simulators. But I just love Ace Combat, man. I love it. But I just never played them, really. Mm. So maybe if you can get your hands. Uh, wait, you know, you put your PS3 away, so shit. <sighs> yeah. Damn. Yeah, I don't think there's an Ace Combat on PlayStation Four. No. I don't think there is. I think this will be the first one. Yeah. Man. I, really I honestly want it. didn't even know it was supposed to come out this year. To be honest with you. Mm, well, I I was I was hot on it and now I'm now I'm <laughs> now I'm weeping. Tears. It's okay. it's okay. Someday it'll come out 
it'll hopefully be all the glory that you're hoping it'll be. Mm-hmm. Man. All right. Well, you know what? I'm just, you know, I'm I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I am done. Let's go over to NPD. Fuck it. Do it. I don't care. We got numbers. Numbers for you. Numbers about games sales. And we got a list of the top 10 best-selling games of April 2017. These do include games from other platforms, as you will find out. Tyler, you want to get us this list? Yes. And number 10, Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Not Mm. Black Ops 3. Black Ops 2 from 2012. Which recently just got backwards compatibility on Xbox One. Yeah, so that's that's the cause for that there. Number nine, Overwatch. Eight, NBA 2K17. Seven, Mass Effect Andromeda hanging in there, which is good. Six, Grand Theft Auto V. Five. Uh, five, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Four, MLB 17, the show. Three, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Two, Persona 5. Yeah, number baby. one, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Now, Mario Kart was on the market for literally two days. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy that it's number one. Those Switch Persona 5, owners are thirsty. Mm. Yeah, they are. In Persona 5, though, that's just great for that game. It really is. Yeah, awesome you don't see normally see a JRPG high. up there. Like, Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And, you know, take, <laughs> take Mario Kart out of just having just insane numbers that i really don't think anyone expected them to be that good and you persona 5 is definitely the best-selling game of the month mm-hmm. it's cool it's uh yeah. interesting to see ghost recon wildlands still hanging in there number five yeah a lot of people were yep that ubisoft formula that some people are still addicted to it yeah overall mostly because of the switch uh, console sales numbers were up 37% year over year. Mm. Uh, software sales were up 6% year over year. And the industry drove the highest April hardware dollars since April 2011. Hmm. So even even since uh, like the PS4 and Xbox One launched. So that's crazy. It's good. Mm. It's good for the industry. Mm. Yeah. More competition. Oh, boy. See if any of the games that launch this week might be in the next NPD. I'm not so certain that any of them will be, but there are a few that might. And I think one of them is a fighting game. Um, I'll start us off here with Arcade Archives, Neo Geo Overtop. Overtop is a racing game released by SNK in 1996. Players participate in breathtaking races through urban areas, mountainous regions, and snowy roads. The courses also feature weather variations to add more variety to the game. Mm-mm-mm. Next up is Akiba's Beat on PlayStation 4 and Vita Digital and Retail. I did this on purpose. Asihi. Asihi. Oh, God. Asihi ta. Uh, Tachibana is a simple jobless nerd living a lazy cozy life in Tokyo's infamous otaku mecca Akihabara to him every day is Sunday but now thanks to a time loop every day really is Sunday what's more 
people's delusions are manifesting in reality. And only Ash- Ashahi and his newfound friends are even aware that anything is amiss. Can they set things right? Or will Akiba be beat? I think that's pronounced Akiba. Yes, probably. Dude, I'm really bad with this. I apologize. <laughs> no, I did that on purpose because you need to practice saying Japanese stuff. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, here we go. This is a short write-up here for you. Baya Latino? Bela Latino? I don't know how that, if it's meant, you know, whatever. Mm. It's pronounced, it's spelled B-A-I-L-A Latino. Yeah. A fun dance game for all your family and friends. That's fantastic. Hmm. That artwork is just killer. Yeah. Looking like they're having a good time. <laughs> yeah. Next up is Black and White Bushido on PlayStation 4. Digital. Black and White Bushido is one to four player Stealth em Up Arena Brawl. Choose between light and the shadow and three challenging game modes. Hide with your camouflage. Throw sh- uh, shur- shurikens. Shurikens. And shurikens. Shuriken. Sh- Street Fighter. <laughs> It's that's how know, that's Haldukin? Maybe, yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm thinking of something some related there. And drop smoke bombs to beat your friends locally or online. I love to beat my friends locally. <laughs> beat them off. Yes. Um. Here we have Chroma Squad out on PlayStation Four digitally. Chroma Squad is a tactical RPG about five stun actors who decide to quit their jobs and start their own Power Rangers-inspired TV show. Cast actors, purchase equipment and upgrades for your studio, craft weapons, and build giant mechas out of cardboard and duct tape. Once the cameras are rolling, roll control your class, uh, control your cast of five-colored jumpsuit-clad warriors in dramatic turn-based battles. Oh, boy. Next up is Demo, The Last Recital on Vita Digital. Demo, The Last Recital, is a rhythm music game in which the player must hit notes to the melody of the music. No, shit. That's what rhythm music games are. Enjoy the rich storytelling as well as tons of DLC content. That's what I want to, to enjoy before I buy a game is the rich... DLC content. Mm. Thanks. Thanks. Mm. Alright. Here next up is the big VR game of the week, Farpoint. Which I'm not sure if this is good news or not, but when I went to Amazon to buy this game, they were sold out of the bundle with the aim controller. So that might be good news for how it's selling, but I want that damn thing. Yeah. Um but yeah, Farpoint is a riveting VR space adventure set on a hostile alien planet. On a mission to pick up scientists studying an anomaly near Jupiter, a sudden rupture nearby sends you and their station crashing into an unknown alien world. Separated from your colleagues, you must use holographic logs scattered throughout the landscape to reunite with the scientists and escape the planet. Played this at PSX. Loved it. Yeah. It, I'm, like the reviews... Turned out pretty solid in this game. Yeah, so. it's that that con- the controller 
fucking brilliant. I love that yeah. aim controller. I just hope that that controller doesn't turn people off in terms of dollars. Mm-hmm. I hope they, they don't like. I hope that it. controller is used in a lot more games too. Like it yeah. needs to be. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. That you can't just release a controller for one game. Yeah. Next up is Future Unfolding on PlayStation Four Digital. Future Unfolding is an action adventure. That is all about exploration. Your goal is to unfold the mysteries and solve the puzzles hidden in the beautiful landscapes around you. I guess when you're unfolding the mysteries, your future is unfolding. Mm. Mm. Man, hmm. I, this okay. How quoki? How quoki? Hakauki? I think it's Hakauki. Kyoto wins. The remastered telling of the beloved visual no- novel Hakauki forces on the story set in Kyoto. The young Shizuru, determined to find her father, will romance the famous samurai of Shinsegumi through a series of engaging stories in this historical fantasy adventure. Boom. I think we both need to learn some Japanese. You know, there. see, that's the only like the that's the only vowel thing that really fucks me up when it's a U O in mm. Japanese. Like, mm. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I obviously don't know what that is. I'm bad at that shit. Injustice Two on PlayStation Four Digital and Retail. It's the big game of the week. Power up and build the ultimate version of your favorite DC Legends in Injustice 2. With every match, you'll earn gear to equip, to customize, and evolve your roster. This game looks really cool. has a way better story from the sounds of it than any of DC's recent movies. Yeah, the only thing is, I've played the first Injustice. I just don't... Other than the story, I'm not sure what's drawing me to Injustice 2. Like, I feel like I already have my superhero fighting game. Well... This game has loot. Frank. Yeah, I get it. I get Every it. Every game loot. has loot now. <laughs> okay. Fine. Fine. It has fucking loot. Okay? Jesus. I don't... Uh, that, that, it, it's just the thing where, like, I'm not sure if I needed another Injustice, but hey, if that's your thang, it's out this week. I don't know how... I mean, Ed Boon is just a legend in the gaming industry, creating Mortal Kombat and just... Literally, all that guy does is make fighting games. I just and he cranks them out to like pretty good success and quality. I don't know how he just continues to just do fighting games his whole career, but that's awesome. Hmm. Um, here we have Oceanhorn Monster of the Uncharted Monster of Uncharted Seas, not the Uncharted Seas. Um, explore the islands of Uncharted Seas. A world filled with many dangers, puzzles, and secrets. Fight monsters, learn to use magic, and discover ancient treasures which will help you on your quest. This game's on PS4 right now, but this is the Vita version. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, it's the Wind Waker, which is not a good game to model yourself after. Unpopular opinion, I think Wind Waker, The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, is a garbage video game. Oh, most okay. people would disagree with me and want to fight me on that. But, anyways, 
Operation Babel, New Tokyo Legacy on Vita Digital and Retail. Continue the story of Operation Abyss and defend near future Tokyo from a new threat in this dungeon crawling RPG. When a mysterious object, dubbed dub the Embryo, appears in the sky, the CPA in the X squad are mobilized to face the new threat, venture, venture into challenging new labyrinths, and create the perfect team to challenge each threat. Mm. Next up, we have Seasons After Fall on PlayStation 4 digitally. Seasons After Fall is a 2D platform puzzler game that will let you dive into a captivating universe and explore a land governed by magic and nature. Using your ability to change the seasons, you can alter the world around you to freeze bodies of water in winter, grow plants in summer, and more. Mm. Uh, next up is Shadow Warrior 2 on PlayStation 4 Digital. I did not know that this game was coming to PlayStation 4 anytime soon. Shadow Warrior 2 is a stunning evolution of flying wild hogs offbeat first-person shooter following the further misadventures uh, of former corporate shogun no wang uh shadow warrior 2 is very borderlands ish there's yeah, loot there's I'm guns interested. there's co-op yeah you go around and shoot the shit out of stuff um yeah it looks interesting potentially Could i might, I might guinea fun... pig on this i might yeah. i might be the i might be our group's guinea pig on shadow warrior 2 yeah I mean, it does look cool, and I think it could be a, a good um, good co-op experience. Hmm. Um, let's see, we're close to the end here. Next game is Skylar, Skylar and Plux, Adventure on Clover Island. Skylar and Plux, Adventure on Clover Island is an enthusiastic revival of the legendary 3D platformer game with classic gameplay, useful, playful, yeah, playful gadgets, and a light-hearted story set in a gorgeous, colorful world reminiscent of childhood adventures. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. The Surge on PlayStation 4 Digital. Welcome to Creo, the mega corporation saving our world. A catastrophic event has knocked you out during the first day on the job. You wake up equipped with a heavy-grade exoskeleton in a destroyed section of the complex. Robots going haywire, insane augmented co-workers and rogue AI, everything wants you dead. This is basically sci-fi Dark Souls by the people that made Lords of the Fallen. Hmm. All right. So. Hmm. Okay. Last game on the list here is Tango Fiesta. <laughs> Tango Fiesta is an action-packed top-down shooter for one to four players. Set in a world where the events from every single 80s action film ever made actually happened to one unlucky hero, John Strong. I love that art. It's great. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Man. It's been a week. It has. Uh, you could chill out and watch Logan, which is... Yeah, I'm sure that's a real chill film. Yeah. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Paramore put out a new album. I didn't know that they still made music, but that's cool. Yeah, um, they're a little different now. <laughs> oh, are they? Yeah, they are. They are not the same band that you used to listen to. Oh, like how so? Like a lot more poppy. Oh, okay. Hmm. 
There you go. Um, any games you looking forward to other than pr- to playing Prey this weekend? Uh, not much. Uh, I'm just hoping to get a chance to play Prey. That's mm. what I want. So, what about uh, you? According to howlongtobeat.com, I have about 30 hours left in Persona. <laughs> so, there's that. I also recently just bought... Uh, there's a bundle on the PlayStation Store right now for Darksiders uh, War Mastered and Definitive. Basically, the first two Darksiders games remastered. Um, and I that? also... Uh, I think that was like... I want to say... That was actually only like $20. Oh. I'm gonna check yeah. that um, I also picked up uh, Warhammer End Times Vermintide. Um, which is a game I pointed out in our little group chat as a game we might want to play co-op if we can all pick up used copies. Um, I'm gonna just I'm gonna be a little guinea pig on that. See if that's any good. See if I can, in good faith, recommend it. Because we don't really have a co-op game we're playing right now. Not really. Not not co-op. Basically, all we play is Overwatch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'd I'd like to get back into some co-op stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe we'll have to go back to Borderlands. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Really, is it? We never killed the the Thresher Mall. No, we never did. Called. We never killed any of the big bosses. Yeah. Although we I did to... solo the one in uh, the pre sequel. I soloed that one. Mm. Man, we dropped off that game like a rock. We finished it, and I don't think we ever touched it again. Yeah, which co-op playthrough isn't like <sighs> we didn't like that game. It's just that we moved on to other things. Yeah. Oh man. But man. All right. So, yeah, I think it's time to close out the show here, Tyler. It's been a good week. Well, it's yes. been a week. Yes. It's been good doing a show with you. Yes. And. If you're out there listening to the show right now, watching the show, we thank you for that. And if you want to help us, you can give us reviews on your podcast service, particularly iTunes. Um, you can leave us comments on how we can improve the show. And if you have questions, you can send them to our email address, PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at PSReportPodcast. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth, and you can find Tyler and this YouTube channel's Twitter account at PluggedOnVids. You can subscribe here, follow them, give us all those thumbs up, share it with your friends. We like it when you do that. Hey, man. I, you know what? I don't really have an outro. Like, there's no real outro sequence we can do. Man. You have anything... Yeah. No. Fuck it. We're really bad at this. Goodbye. Fuck it. We're doing it live. <laughs> but we're, we're not. We're not doing it live. We're doing it live. We could life, do it live. Live in front of people. You we could, know. but we're not going to. True that. We'll catch you all next week. Have a good one. Be nice to each other. And we're out.